Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio. Your host, Hurricane H here. New day, new show, new topic, new guest. And um, I'm going to start this particular uh, show with a question. Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you cannot really figure out your life between your personal, your work, and everything else? We call that work-life balance. And or simply just like you're doing the same thing, the same uh, as we refer to as the rat race sometimes. So 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 those are like big topics and, and a big subject of discussion. And I have the best person that can actually tackle that today and address it. Uh, I have with me an author of a book that is actually dealing with that. And also she's done a lot of stuff. So so without any further ado, I'd like to introduce Catherine Brewmaster, and she's going to cover with us this deal that is a big deal. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm doing very well. Well, well, well. So, so I've been looking forward to this and we have you. So first things first, the story is always the, the most important part. What is the story behind your book? What is the, what is the driver behind the mission in, and, and, and really the message in the book? Yeah, my book is Overcoming Addiction to the Status Quo, and I wrote it last year, published it this year, but really the background of it is how I came to have my own law firm. So I'm a personal injury lawyer. I opened my own practice in 2018, and uh, as someone who never wanted their own business or their own law firm, uh, here I am with both now. So that's, you know, a turn of events, but it ultimately was because of a catastrophic event in my life. So I've always wanted to be a lawyer. Middle school, I decided I wanted to be. I was very inspired by Martin Luther King letter from a Birmingham jail. And even though he wasn't a lawyer, he spoke about just and unjust laws. And then around that same time, we had to read um, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And so the idea of being able to advocate for justice through the law kind of came together for me. And that's what I set my pack on. And I've, I've always been an overachiever A-type box checker. So I just figured out where I wanted to be and backtracked and set myself on that path. So that's where I started heading towards. But the fact that I've dealt with um, anxiety and depression since about high school has been something I've had to encounter along the way as well. So I got my first legal job in high school, uh, exposed myself to a lot of different law firms, different sizes, and finally settled on personal injury law when I was in law school. So I wanted to work on the plaintiff side, which is for the individuals that have been hurt. So after I got barred, I found really the perfect job and it was a great practice. The partner had been practicing for 30 years. He had a couple associates close to my age. Everybody had a good time and worked hard, but we had and learned really a lot too while they were doing it. 
So I was there for about uh, there for about a year and a half, and I get a text message super early in the morning from my senior associate. And my mindset, being very self-critical, is I did something wrong. Like I, I don't know why. There was literally no evidence to support that. But I was the youngest. I was female. I was the newest. You know, least experienced. Something because he asked all the attorneys to come in before the staff, mm-hmm. and so that's never a good thing, right? Um, but <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not, not good. Um, so, but I knew, I knew that, but I could never have prepared myself for what was, I was actually going to find out. So we go in there and we sit in his office as myself, the other associates. And, uh, so three of us and our partner's not there and he sits down and very obviously something's wrong aside from the text message. And he told us that our partner had committed suicide. He had been um, stealing from clients for eight years and he left notes detailing what he had done. If it had been between this and prison, this is the way he was going to go. He had daughters, he had new grandbabies. Um, Yeah, he just laid it all out. So needless to say, that was traumatic uh, aside from the obvious, but we had an entire business that still had to run from that point. So I threw myself into that myself and the senior associate decided to continue the firm with a paralegal. And for that next year, I basically was running that firm on my own. My now partner had checked out mentally, mentally and physically. And understandably he was going through a lot, but we were all going through a lot Mm -hmm. and dealing with the old firm, our current clients, letting our current clients know so they can make decisions if they wanted to stay with us, even though it had nothing to do with us individually um, and keep an entire business going. So I did that for a year and I was operating on adrenaline and I finally got to the point where I'd taken a trip. (laughs) I was halfway across the world in Portugal and I get a call from my paralegal and we're very close, but I said, you, you know, I'm halfway across the world. Why are you calling me? <laughs> and she said, I need permission to, you know, do expedited service in a case. So basically spend a little more money than anticipated. And I said, that's fine. Why didn't she talk to our partner? She said, I can't get a hold of him. He knew the statute was coming up. And this is something if we missed, we would malpractice. So it was a big deal. So he knew I was going to be out of town. He should have been there for her and he wasn't. I got her the permission. We fixed the issue, but I get back in the country and on Monday, I just could not process another thought. I had been very definitive of what needed to happen and when and for the entire year. But at that point, I just could not think anymore. And where I was, was I was having suicidal ideations. I was so exhausted And it's not that I didn't want to be here. I just didn't want to be dealing with what I was. And every waking minute, no matter what I was doing, I was dealing with that. Mm -hmm. So luckily I had enough wherewithal to call my husband and he met me at home and he was able to be there for me. And even, you know, despite all that, I was able to really process it in some way. I think my brain just shut me down and did like a hard reboot is the kind of the way I describe it. Because the next morning it was as if a, you know, switch had been flipped everything became very clear in life. You know, a lot of times we have this idea that, um, you know, we know what we need to do for ourselves, but we don't do it right. Like we need to work out more, but we don't, (laughs) um, you know, we need to set healthy boundaries, but we don't. Um, so it's not that you don't know it a lot of times I knew it. I just never felt comfortable enough to actually act on it. Or, um, I doubted my abilities to act on it. And from that morning on, I've had no doubts virtually about where I am and what I'm doing. I felt very comfortable in that position, but it took me hitting what I call my rock bottom. 
And so that's my goal with the book is helping others not hit their rock bottom in terms of their addiction to the status quo. And that's ultimately what it was for me. And when I say addiction, I don't mean it flippantly. I genuinely believe this is an addiction because it manifests the same way that does other addictions do. We still take action or inaction to our own detriment as a result of this addiction. So my partner stealing money, people becoming, you know, dependent on alcohol or drugs to function, um, all trying to keep up with this idea and these expectations that are imposed on us by society or ourselves. And so that was the, my rock bottom. I had my rock bottom, my addiction to the status quo. And that's what ultimately turned the tide of everything for me. Wow, that's a lot. It <laughs> to, is a lot. That's a lot to cover, man. I, I, you know, I'm just listening to the whole story, and 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 fr frankly, while you have it in the context of of your law firm and and, and your world, it is almost like a uh, deja vu across a lot of other worlds. <laughs> and I think everybody listening and watching right now can probably say, "Oh, I've been somewhere in there," and I don't know if someone can actually literally say, "I, I haven't been there." Maybe I don't know, but but I can tell you even from early on, uh, when you talked about school, right, and you had your goals and stuff, but but we don't even sometimes think about that because I actually had this conversation with my kids that you know this is life. The minute you start really live, you're already in that kind of rat race, that mm -hmm. that whole that whole formula. You're like basically stuck into it, and and it's already almost designed. That was a template. You got to go in. You start school, you get up, you go, uh, and the year starts, it ends, boom, boom, boom. You have summertime, it goes quick, you go back to next year and so on. Then now we have high school, college, and then before you go to college, you work. And it never stops. And and it's all, and you have to give it 200%, 100% minimum and to maintain. And some people, again, do more because they have ambition. And you mentioned something about, you know, you being a female, you being, you know, younger. And, and so you probably had to do all, even maybe more at the time, or at least you thought that you had to do more, which is, by the way, for a lot of people, that's actually a challenge because they have to do that to, in order for them to prove themselves. They almost overachieve or, or need to overachieve to make the difference. So like compensate, I guess, for whatever, you know, the society is expected from them. Mm -hmm. And and you don't get the same results sometimes. And so therefore you find yourself working 12 hours days, seven days a week. And that's continuous. And and people find pleasure at the beginning because it's like, yeah, I can, I'm doing good stuff here, right? And I can tell you, like, you know, when I, I mean, I, I've been in my industry in the insurance world and sales world for 27 years. And I remember my first years doing that. I mean, it was like, yeah, I want to go to next level. So I got to work harder and you know, long, longer. And I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm a company man, seven days a week, whatever you need me, I'm available. And, and, you know, over time, you do realize that, you know, there's more to this life and it moves quick. And, and in your case, it was a little bit more abrupt because you've heard, you've had an event that almost stopped all this, by, by even your partner or senior partner having to really commit suicide based on whatever the reasons. And, and there are reasons why he did what he did. I mean, I'm sure, you know, uh, that's, that's the drive behind. Uh, and, and I said a sound, I mean, that's that a lot of people can get to that point. It's not even the first time. I mean, We've heard, you know, in the last decade, I mean, it was not a decade, but when in the last, I guess, uh, recession, a lot of yeah. people hit the same, you know, level when, uh, you know, they have financial banks and stuff like that. And all of a sudden the world ends and then like, they're not prepared for it. Yeah. And boom, they crash. And so there's, there's so many pieces to this, this dilemma. And I think everyone is dealing with it to a certain way. Some people have a better coping, you know, like way and, 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 and tactic and, and strategy. But not everybody has that. Some people yeah. would probably just, you know, eventually give up and or to your point, 
find that find an, a way out and the way out may not be the best way out right you know? so and, and that's as, as that's really what it is and it's tough so so your concept you know writing the book sharing the values and and, and how to even maybe mitigate all this <laughs> talking about legal terminology here you know it's, it's pretty interesting because uh you have lived this but you were share you're sharing and we'll talk about the actual content of the book and, and the different things, but you're sharing some of this, not only from your experience, but like how to help people not get into it. And I think a lot of people today uh, are looking for solutions. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you talked about keyword addiction, but you're right. I mean, some people actually, their way out is the addiction of other things. <laughs> right, right. Whatever that might be. So, 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 so first of all, you know, do you, I mean, you've compared this already to the addictions period, because I think that's what it is. And in your experience, even, and, and you have a busy life and we didn't talk, talk about that. I mean, I know you said you were across, you know, I, just, I picked that up, you know, you were on vacation, but I know on your background, I mean, I've, I've researched and you, you travel all over the world, you do other things. I mean, you're really uh, jacking a lot of things at the same time. Yes. <laughs> <Personal> life. <laughs> You're an animal lover, you do rescue and, you know, you travel around, you love racing. So there's a lot of stuff about you that, that you know, that we can talk about. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that that stuff happened after all this and as, as a way to, to open up and, and, and balance, because that's really the core of this discussion today. How do we find that balance? Right. Well, first off, let me say, I think um, it's, it's impossible to have balance, right? And in, in the sense, I know yeah. you're gonna be like, oh, dear God, why did I have her on? No, really, I think it's impossible in the sense of, you know, a exact percentage every day, and everybody's gonna be happy, and everything's gonna be checked off. That's not possible. What is possible is living your life in a way that um, takes into account the things that matter to you in a way that's fairly equitable, right? So some days, I'm gonna be a great lawyer. Some days I'm going to be a great business owner that speaks on self-care. Other days I'm going to be a great wife. Okay. It's not all going to be in the same day. Um, it's just impossible. I think we, we have to adapt and you know, mold ourselves to the situation. And so there, it's just impossible to be basically perfect is what you're asking, you know, or suggesting with, I think not you individually, you proverbially are suggesting when we say a balance of work life. Um, it's not possible, but we can have it in a healthy way that takes into account, like I said, all the things that do matter to us. And you're right. Uh, there's so many things beyond what we do in our life as professional that matter. And that's what I had to get past too, is attaching my value to what I did, um, or how I was perceived in my profession. And it's a hard thing to get past, especially when you spend so many years of your life working towards that. Um, it's hard to step back and say, I'm, that's not who I am. I am a lawyer, but that doesn't define me as an individual. Well, that, definitely. And, and, you know, it's funny because I think there's also a wisdom that comes along in time because <laughs> mm -hmm. we all start with the energy and the, the, almost the feeling that we are invincible and we can do everything and we can achieve and overcome everything. Nothing can stop us. That's a great feeling. And it's almost like, you know, to your point not real. It's not unrealistic. It's not going to happen. And we've also been conditioned to some elements. And one of the things that you hear a lot in even in, 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 in school, as well as in business, multitasking, for example, <laughs> you know, multiple pro project management, you know, yeah. all these things, you know, and we heard about this, you know, different uh, techniques, right? Pro project management, time management, you know, personal life management. There's so many things that we can manage. 
but real nobody to your point can give us like what is the exact formula how am i going to do this exactly right. so i can be like 100 good here there, there. you to, to your point there is no one that can claim i got a perfect life that way i mean you could but you'd have to balance one way or the other meaning that something is going to take over the rest you can be too lazy at work and have all the time with the family, but then that can possibly, you know, lead to losing your job. And then now you have problems in the family because financially right. you're not stable. On the flip side, you do the opposite. You do a lot of work and you forget your family duties. And then now you basically on a divorce path. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, or you miss on your kids. And that's the other thing. A lot of people get so, you know, immersed into the business and, and whether they have, you know, their own business or work for corporations, and at the end of the day, they, they look back, it's like, what happened to my years? My kids just grown. I don't even know how to handle them anymore because they weren't there. Yeah. Uh, they're on trips and business, you know, uh, you know, meetings and so on and so forth. And they're not never there. So a lot of things, it, it really affects society as a whole. I mean, it's, it's just like families and that's really the core, right? And also sometimes you can do all this. And, and, I, and I've seen this before. And I actually even state this sometimes in, with, with some of the leadership trainings. Uh, you can give 200%, do all that. And all it takes is one decision-making <laughs> from yeah. a, a particular ownership or whatever, and then you lost your job overnight. A, a pandemic strikes, yeah. business closes, you're done. You know, so, so now what? That's exactly what people really hit rock bottom and then like, that's it, I'm out, I'm, I'm checking out. Yeah. And so you want to be anticipating those and you have to have to, an exit, you know, uh, uh, like strategy, as I would say, you know. Yeah. You, you can't just be like literally locked into the system. He's like, this is only one way out. You have to have multiple ways and you have to have a way to be able to make the, the, the balance to a degree, whatever, whatever. And you have to fill in, I think, some of these gaps and, and everybody has a different way to do it. So, so in your case, you found other things, you know, be, be, besides work that made you feel, you know, better and transit, you know, from that, like, like almost point of no return to a restart. So how, what was the feeling, by the way, you had at that time when you really made the transition, you figured it out? Yeah, I um, It was just a sense of clarity. Um, I won't even say it was like a peaceful serenity or anything like that. It was just I was very clear on where I was and what I didn't realize at the moment until I wrote my book and I had to kind of go back into where I was at that time was what had happened was I had ultimately proven to myself that I was enough. And that's what I've been trying to do for so long and have never been able to accomplish. So I was always believing that I should be something else or I should not be something else or I wasn't enough. And uh, that really plagues people when they're addicted to the status quo too, which a lot of people feel, you know, I'm, I should be a better parent. I should be a better worker. You know, I'm not enough because I'm not getting X, Y, and Z done every day. Um, but that's what ultimately had happened in that one, you know, just pivotal moment. Everything came to a head. And I finally accepted unconsciously at the time that I had done absolutely everything and this was more than enough. Um, and no matter any, what else happened after that, I was never gonna have to prove that to myself again. And so it, I think this idea of perfection, like you talked about, um, or thinking we have to have a balance or everything, like we have an obsession as a, as a culture with perfection. And the reality is it doesn't exist. And I talk about this in my book, Stephen Hawking has a quote um, it basically says, if perfection existed, we wouldn't exist. It's just not, it's not possible. So if you let go of that concept, that's, that's a really great place to start um, and realize it's just, you do the best that you can. 
Some days that's a lot more than others. And that's okay. That's completely okay. But what you do have to do is determine who you are at the core of everything. And I think that's what a lot of people have a hard time doing because like you said, we've set ourselves on this path from a very early age to go to school, check off the boxes, go to college, get the degree. And then if we have other plans, we keep doing it. Even if it's, you know, get married, have 2.5 kids, you know, you just keep going until you usually it's what around retirement people go, oh, okay. You know, unless something catastrophic happens before then. And people don't think about what they want really out of life because they've set themselves on this path. It just seems to be almost self, you know, moving after a certain point. Um, And that's what I really advocate for people to do is get in tune with who they are and what they want and question the status quo, because it may not be, if it is great, I mean, by all means, keep doing it. But nine times out of 10, it's not exactly what people want. And there's a variation of it that can be better for somebody and for their life. So when I say, you know, overcoming addiction to the status quo and happiness, it's different for everybody. There is not a formula that you plug in and you come out on the other end. You have to do the exploration to figure that out. But I definitely think having the wherewithal to figure out who you are leads you to the ability to have that balance in life that's good for you. Well, that those are excellent points. And, and, you know, there are a couple of elements to add to that. One is we are also influenced. And, and you mentioned the keyword, like, you know, I, I want to be, you know, better or good enough. And a lot of people, they're not feeling that I'm, I'm going to be good enough for me. You know, they're really, really what they're, they're trying to do is like to, to be good enough for everyone else around them because yeah. you, you're trying to meet that expectation. And you said that expectation. Nobody's telling you, I need you to be nope. this. You just make sure it's like almost a, an invisible set that you actually get in. And you like you and you put that challenge to yourself and you overburn yourself. And, and, and really, it's it's crazy because that's what we do. And you mentioned something very uh, uh, important for people to listen to is that it is different for everyone. What yeah. I can handle is not necessarily what somebody else. Everybody's got a way about themselves and you have to find different elements to to get to guide you through this. Otherwise, it's over. And the other element you just mentioned, which is the sad part, is that you'll get, you know, into this pace over and over and over, even if you make it, you, you'll get burned out before you actually get to that age of retirement. And at that point, your mental capabilities, your status, your health may all be like, you know, uh, not in a good place. And therefore now you're not living a happy life. And now you have all that kind of problems, right? And then not to mention throughout this course, people that, that get into these things get anxiety, depression, and they get all kinds of mental problems and even health problems. They eat wrong. Uh, you know, they're not really, you know, sometimes they alienate people. They're not really uh, friendly because they're just tired all the time and they can't even do more things. They're not as sociable. So these are all things that, you know, eye openers, you know, and I think for our viewers and listeners, I mean, this is almost something that if you, you you're watching right now, you need to just like take a minute, take a deep breath and just revisit, review your own life when you see if we've covered one or two elements. And if we did, you probably it's time for you to check and just do exactly what you did, which is stop and reset. Now, and you go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to no, I was going to say that's absolutely true. And I think, um, you know, we everything we discussed in terms of anxiety, depression, you know, going, you know, missing family events, missing, you know, things that you want to do it's um 
it, it does manifest differently for everybody, but I think we also need to recognize it doesn't have to get to the extreme of one of these things. You know, like in my case, you don't have to have suicidal ideations, but suicidal ideations are very common. People, you know, think, oh, I just, maybe if I wasn't here, that's a suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not that you don't really, you're just tired. That's where I was, but it's, it's normal in the sense that so many people feel that way and feel and experience these things we've talked about. It's not normal in the sense that you shouldn't have to accept that as being okay, as what you live with, that, that does not have to be what you live with. And I talk about my book, the worst thing that could possibly happen is you get to the end of your life and look back and say, wow, I really wish I'd actually been happy. I'm, I'm more of a spiritual person as opposed to religious, but regardless, we, none of us know how long we have here, right? So nothing's guaranteed. And while we all have bills to pay, I fully recognize that, um, <laughs> we can still find a balance that allows us to be productive for the basic needs that we have to have met and also enjoy our life. Because if you work, you know, 90 to nothing your entire life, is that really what on your deathbed, honest to goodness, you're going to say, I'm glad I did that. I'm willing to bet nobody's going to say that if it, you know, if they're being honest with themselves. Well, actually, that is the answer. No one is going to say that because the fact of the matter is no one is really thinking like my life is just to work. You know, I'm not yeah. a robot. I mean, we're not robots. We do need other things. Right. And, you know, maybe a robot is not a person going to complain. Right. <laughs> you program, they're just going to do it. You know, they end down. That's it. But humans there's emotions, there's, there's factors that can apply and every single thing can, can affect us. And we, if we don't take it, even our bodies will, will reject some of this because eventually the body is going to stop. Hey, I can't do this. Or the brain is going to stop. I can't do this. So, but I think there's, we talked about perfection or imperfection, but I think there's another element maybe we can add is that the fear of failure. Yep. I think I think that's really the, the biggest piece. A lot of people are afraid now. I don't want to fail. It's not good. I can't do this. It's okay. You know, you're not always going to win battles. <laughs> you're not going to have it all. You know, you have to, once people establish that rule that things can go down and can go bad and can go south, guess what? You will be back again. You did that's the biggest thing that people have to remember in my book I, in the beginning i speak about zero sum professions so um my profession as a lawyer doctors nurses even elite athletes uh and corporate executives professions where if you're not winning you're losing mm-hmm. and sometimes in like an elite athlete sense that's very real for me it's winning and losing cases for a doctor it's life or death sometimes mm-hmm. um and it's not to say that this status the addiction to status quo doesn't manifest for other people it absolutely does but in these professions i think it manifests itself more drastically and more quickly because of the pressures that are being put on us from, from such an early age, setting ourselves up to a career that is ultimately, you know, this false dichotomy. If you're not winning, you're losing. So as soon as you accept that somebody's going to have to lose, you know, like in my case, somebody's going to lose a case and somebody's going to win. There's no other option, really. I mean, I guess we can mediate, but at the end of the day, somebody still feels like they were in the end losing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not failing. Failing is it just, it, it's not true to me. I, I, it sounds like really, you know, existential to say that I, it's, I think it's just such an opportunity to learn. And once you let go of that idea of failure, what would you do and who could you become? I mean, we make these things out in our minds to be so much worse than they actually are most of the time. And even still, you can learn from an experience. So I've had horrible experiences when I failed, but I've learned from them. 
And I've gotten back up, I've kept going and overcoming adversity, I think is something that um, as a culture, we just don't teach. And we either haven't discussed it in the past in a conscious way, or I'm on the back end of the generation where everybody was a winner. Everybody got a participation trophy. Everybody, you know, was outstanding. And what it did inadvertently was taught everybody that they, failure is unacceptable. And so people have started to shift their mindset and not be able to encounter adversity in a healthy way. So they're not pushing themselves past what they know they can do as a result of it. And the reality is life is going to have adversity in it, whether you choose to or not. So you're not going to be able to process it healthy uh, or in a healthy way once you encounter it, um, if you haven't learned how to do it before then. Well, you, you know, I, I have to say, I'm amazed at the way you broke down the failure concept there, because I believe in that. And I actually even stated in different shows or through my little TikTok stuff. But but the fact is, failure is part of success. I mean, success yeah. has failure built into it. No one today that has succeeded in anything did not fail at a point or another in their life. It had to be failure. But failure is actually a step to success. It's part of success. You have to know that it can happen. And it will happen probably more often than you think, but it's, it's, if the way it's mindset, how you take that failure is the difference is, do you see it as really, oh my God, I'm out. This is bad. I can't do anything or, well, what did I learn? So by learning or to your point, as you said, learning experience by seeing what the value of there, what you've learned is exactly success because you just learned value. You learned something new, something that you can make a move with. And that's where people are sometimes, you know, caught up with to your point. Also, if you're in a culture where everybody's like, Oh, you're a winner. You, there's nothing, nothing going wrong. They actually send you to fail for real. I mean, to lose yeah. and fail because now you want the first wave, the first, you know, when you're going to get, you're going to be like, wow, well, how do I deal with this? And that's yeah. when people really have, you know, exit strategies that are really wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just going to end this because I can't handle it anymore, which by the way, it, it's, it's really sad that people get to that point, but if they're not fed something else, if they don't know any other solution and that's really where they wind up and that's that's really uh, you know a, a problem because a lot of things around us drive that even uh we live in a very media oriented world right oh yeah god <laughs> you know, bless I, those kids that are growing up with that stuff i mean i at least grew up when you still you know didn't have a cell phone until you're 15 years old so you could get away with a lot more stuff <laughs> well, and even our cell phones were really phones and not computers <laughs> they're, yeah exactly they're little blocks yeah <laughs> exactly but now i mean they have the media is on TV everywhere and, and it's accessible, but, but also everything is suggesting things to us. Like, you know, you're supposed to have this. That's what success means. And so now we are conditioned to, if I don't look exactly like that, if I don't do exactly this. If I don't have a Bugatti, you, <laughs> you know, something, I, I am a failure. I, I'm not doing something, you know, that's the thing. So we, we are conditioned to look at those things. And one of the ways I actually use this and I, I even do it with my kids is that sometimes we go overseas and I take them to some poor places, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, I, and I compare, see, look at your life. You know, one of these folks probably can, 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 can give anything to get some of the stuff you might have, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I understand that is there, why you think the world is going to end is if you don't get a cell phone or your phone is going to be shut down and you have no Wi-Fi. Some people are struggling with water right now. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, basic stuff. And so but that's, that's the, that's the, 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 the problem we have, depending where you are and the environment you're raised in, that can be a challenge for us, you know, as we grow and we get involved and, and then there's the fear of uh, financial stuff, you know, like you mentioned bills earlier, we all have bills, but 
the question is sometimes we don't have the, 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 the trust or conviction that we can still make it through regardless. I mean, how many people lost businesses and restarted again and they just, you know, did better. Uh, but some people, when that happens, they just shut down again. End yeah. of the line. There shouldn't be no end of the line. It's just a restart point. And I think Absolutely. that's, that's, that, that's really the biggest. And, you know, that's the thing with, with, you know, mindset It's just how you see things will make a difference. And so, so in your book, uh, are there any specific steps that you recommend, for example? Yeah. So, and that's, that was my goal with the book. I could have written literally a John Grisham meets Jerry Springer book. It was <laughs> insane. All the events that came after, but I didn't want to do that. That wasn't going to help anybody. And I felt like something good should come out of this situation. So I, the backdrop is what happened to me, but ultimately at the end, I do have, you know, steps to kind of set yourself up on this path of, um, uh, just becoming a, a better you at the end of the day, whatever that is. Again, it's all, it's depends on you. Um, really tapping into what your values are. Uh, it seems like such a basic thing, but I equate it to like a company. So companies have mission, vision, and values. And it's a, you know, if they're actually used correctly and not just like written down on paper and forgotten, there are parameters for making decisions in your business and they're guideposts. So if you've never had to make decisions based on your values, at least in a conscious way before, you need to know what your values are first. And then it gives you the guideposts to start moving forward in life and saying, okay, does this fall outside of it or does this fall inside of it? And it makes it a lot easier to say yes and no to things when you know what your ultimate goal is, which is living a life that's aligned with the values. Um, and that's a great place to start because I think, again, we're just operating on autonomy so many times that we don't stop to think and being in tune with what we actually want, and what we don't want is such a key step in the, you know, in recognizing what you have the ability to be, which is a better version of where you are now. Well, you know, it, it, <laughs> you talked about businesses, right? And, and, in, in essence, everybody can look at themselves as a business. And, and, yeah, you know, and, like and human startups. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, because when you think about it, we are investing in our lives and our person and, and, our, and emotions and everything around us. And yes, we do have to have values. We do have to have missions and, and goals and all these things in place. And sometimes when we don't have those things, we get crazy, we get lost. So we have to have uh, like channels and things that are really like, like really systems <laughs> available yeah, to yeah. us in every single situation. Like, for example, I, you know, again, talking about you, how I coach a little, you know, sometimes is uh, solutions. Yep. There will be problems. I don't care who you are, what you are, how smart you are, how much money you have. And, and we don't even have to go back. I mean, a couple of days ago with Facebook shut down, you know, $7 billion loss is, is a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. But, you know, you don't think that it's going to happen, but it could happen. So what's the contingency? You know, Absolutely. and, and you're, you know, you're, we had no pandemic. All of a sudden we have a pandemic. What do we do? Uh, yeah. You know, food, you know, supply chain ends. What are we going to do? You have to have a way out. I mean, you have to have always a simple system of backup, you know, light goes, you need to have the ability to handle a candle <laughs> and maybe, you know, do a little tent, you know, you know, campfire. I don't know, whatever the case, maybe you have to have something available to give you the possibility to survive until the next move and you can think strategically to make a change. And I think that's, that's the big deal for people. Sometimes they don't have that, you know, set already. They just right. think that life is cool. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, the very, very first step is acknowledging whether you're happy or not. And I mm -hmm. think if people are honest with themselves, they're going to really honest, 
you don't have to say it out loud. Nobody's going to know. Um, they're probably not happy, uh, you know, or they have a, a definition of it that is not in line with what they really believe. So first is accepting, like acceptance, literally, that's the first step, accepting that you're not happy. Then the next choice is deciding you want to do something about it. And from there, you have to change what you're doing mm -hmm. because obviously what you've been doing prior to now is not working, right? So I think such a huge part of even getting to the work-life balance is being in tune with who you are. And that's such an uncomfortable idea, I think, for a lot of us because um, it's, it is, it's, it's hard. It's a very hard thing to do and it takes a lot of time and it's not a, you check off the box and then you're done. And wouldn't that be great? Uh, but it's not, it's an ongoing process, but it does get easier. And that's the biggest thing is taking that first step to recognize it, to set yourself on the path to where when you get to having a, you know, the challenge of, okay, do I go to my kid's soccer game or do I spend two more hours at work pushing out something that isn't due for another week? You know, it's, it's easier to make the decision. I'm going to go spend my time with my kid. And even if that is not as good as it could have been, all right, I spent time with my kid because that's really what matters at the end of the day to me. Prioritizing. You got to have to, again, we talk about managing. So it's, it's all about how you do it. And yes, priorities do take place, even projects, even at work. Oh, yeah, for sure. You have to, to know how to do things. And, and, and you know, today I'm going to do this, tomorrow I'm going to do the other. Have a plan. Plan ahead. That's the other thing. And you don't have a problem. But you mentioned something very, very important to everybody that's watching and listening right now, which is simply need to know yourself and know what you love. If you're working and doing something you don't enjoy, you're going to be stressed. You're going to hit you know, rock bottom eventually, and you're going to be in a bad place. If, and, and don't be afraid to start again or to move. That's the other part. If you don't like, as a matter of fact, I just posted something the other, a couple of days ago on, on Facebook and my Instagram about that. You don't like your job, move. You don't like your yeah. life, change it. <laughs> you can do things. No one is forcing us. We're, no. the, we're, we're the drivers on the, <laughs> we're the driver's seats, right? So the, the problem is that we are always like afraid of yep. change. That's the other thing. Change is good. Even so, if it's better. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> change is okay. You know, you can change the scenery, you know, don't, don't be stuck, you know, like, oh my God, the world's going to end. I'm, because again, routine, status quo, we're doing the same thing. It's comfort zone. I'm good. Why do I have to make moves? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it does take, it's scary. I'll be the first one to admit that. It's very scary, even if you know it's better for you. Um, but again, I think the worst case that can happen is you get to the end of your life and you look back and wish you'd done it differently. And to the extent that you can say now, I know that this is going to make me happier or I want to try. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you tried. Um, I'm having to go through that right now, actually, within the past four or five months, I've kind of come to terms with the idea that I love practicing law and I love doing what I'm doing from a business standpoint, personal injury is a horrible business model. <laughs> we don't get paid for, you know, 18, 24 months at a time. We front costs, um, you know, we don't get back our full time that we put into cases. It's just a, it's a, from a basic business sense is not great. So then those are the realities of it. So there's a couple things I can do. I can scale up and be a billboard guy, you know, that just takes nothing but thousands of cases. That's not me. Or I can only hit the million dollar cases, which it sounds great in theory until you realize once you start feeding that monster, you have to keep feeding that monster. And that's not what I want to do. Yeah. So what I have shifted to is saying, okay, instead of, do I stay open? Do I not this false dichotomy? What can I make my law firm to be better for me? So pulling back on the cases and pushing forward on motion practice, which is just responding to things in the court. 
And then also realizing how much I feel satisfaction from helping others learn what I did, but in a healthy way. Um, so speaking to you, speaking to others, you know, your listeners, uh, writing about it and even coaching attorneys predominantly to get through the process. Cause I can tell you all day long, here's the steps that I went through. But again, if it was that easy, everybody would have done it. So actually working with people one-on-one -on -one to do it. So shifting my perspective on what I thought was going to be the end all be all my life, did, you know, and I look back and say, wow, was that waste of time that I, you know, went to law school and opened my practice? No, not at all. It brought me to where I am. I've absolutely enjoyed it. And I always would have wondered what if, if I hadn't have done it. So every opportunity, even the really overtly crappy ones, because I've been there, I've had them, has the opportunity and the ability to teach you something new, which is crucial because all life is, is learning. And if you're so afraid to fail, again, I just don't think failure is reality. Um, you're afraid to learn, really. Like, I mean, let's, let's be real. That's what it is. You're afraid to learn something maybe negative but that still is learning and it still serves its purpose. Um, you know, I think about it like in a very scientific way, like we feel pain, right? Our bodies feel pain. There's a reason it's not fun, but there's a reason that we feel pain. It's so we don't continue to hurt ourselves. So That's we not. have experiences that may not be positive, but they help us learn what to do and what not to do in the future and what works and what doesn't work for us in the long run. Well, actually, I define them as positive because, you know, I that see, that's me. I mean, I look at the positive part of everything. So it could be a bad deal. Like you said, that's a good example. We have pain. And so without pain, you don't even know that you're sick <laughs> and Absolutely. you're not going to do anything about it. If you're you don't feel pain, you can literally break your bones and not even know about it. And then now you're you, you lose your leg. Right. Yeah. So so I mean, that's just as, as a crazy example. But but that's exactly what it is. It's just a matter of us adjusting. It's really it's in us. Everybody can do these things. It's just a matter of sometimes opening up to it. It's like you have to have the satellite dish and just get the reception, you know, into into you and, and see like what's up and opening up to listening and learning from others. And by the way, that's the other thing. We don't have to always learn through our own mistakes. Right. <laughs> there's no, plenty, God, there's, no. there's plenty, <laughs> there's plenty around that. So, so we can certainly see things. And now you mentioned your example is you've always wanted to be an attorney. That's, that's something that you wanted and you enjoyed you picked a good noble piece because you felt good about the justice part of it. And that is also, that's a good thing. So yet while you're still adjusting within your, your own realm, you're still figuring out a way, you know, different way, but within the same, you know, compound, you're still in the right place, yeah. you know, as far as your, your uh, what emotions and what you love. Some people may just literally just like, this is not, yeah. me. I want to move. And then they change. That's okay. Start Absolutely. Again. I saw so many people in law school, like I exposed myself to the legal profession before I went to law school. So I knew <laughs> what I was getting into. So many people didn't, they went straight in from undergrad and they'd be one year, two years in law school, which law school is not at all like practicing law, but they go, I hate this. And I was mm -hmm. like, so why don't you stop? Like, but I'm already two years in, you're going to be about to be three years in and be mm -hmm. in a law firm in a second. Like what, you know, and I get it again, it's scary. But the worst thing you can do is do something that makes you miserable for the rest of your life. And I am not saying that, you know, it, you don't have pressures, right? People have kids, you have kids. I don't have kids, which makes things different, but I still have obligations. Um, so maybe it's not as easy for some people and I'm speaking from a place of privilege, but you can do minor things to start shifting your path. Um, and start saying, uh, you know, you're not going to accept certain things in your life or certain, you know, ways that you're being treated or certain time, you know, constraints on you that are demanded. Um, 
yeah, it's just, it, it doesn't have to be one big thing. It doesn't have to happen overnight. Um, but you absolutely have the power to change your, your environment. It just may, may require you being creative or, um, you know, just thinking even more outside the box than you might ever was, otherwise would have thought. Well, definitely. And, and so there's a couple things I want to add to that. One is people, they, they have the pressures, as you mentioned, from early on. And the pressures can be from family. Oh, you, you got to be, uh, you know, everybody in your, your family ha is a lawyer and now they want you to be a lawyer. <laughs> everybody is a, and I've seen that in some cultures, you know, everybody's yeah. a doctor. Your parents are doctors, kids have to be doctors. And then you have the other, the, the almost a contrast piece, which is you go to school now. Uh, most of the, the colleges now, they give you standard, you know, uh, classes and, and, and credits for like just the basics. And it takes you like two years to figure out what you want anyways. And so at that point, you, and then you have all your friends, they, they say things and then you wind up doing, you know, uh, getting a degree that you're not even understanding why you did it. So four yeah. years from now, and then now you wind up in a dead end job or like an entry level job while you're figuring out the next move time is going. And then now you're like really already in a good, in, in a bad place. The other part is people have to start saying no. Yes. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> but yes, you say no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes to no. But yes, but no. really, because people are, are afraid to say no. Yeah. You know, oh, can you do this? Yes. Can you do this? Yes. You can't be always a yes person. There are sometimes you have to say no because it's important to stop. Yes. You know, yeah. take a break, take a deep breath. <laughs> you know, and, and people don't take even time to eat. That's a problem. Uh, you know, uh, you don't take vacation. That's a problem. Setting boundaries is paramount to anybody's success. And when I say success, I don't think about it in the stereotypical sense that most people do. I don't think money equals success. I think happiness equals success. Ultimately, um, money makes things easier. No doubt about it, right? Again, we have basic right. needs that need to be yes. met. But there is definitely a threshold, and there have been studies done on this, where after a certain point, if you have a certain amount of money, the more money you have, the less happy you are. Because in and of itself, money doesn't make you happy. You can have experiences and you can have things. And I would argue the experiences give you more joy and satisfaction than the things in and of themselves. But you can't take that with you. Money sitting in a bank is not in and of itself going to make you a happy person. Um, I think genuinely what you are as an individual, it, money can amplify that to whatever degree you're a good person or a bad person. Um, and I like nice things. I'll be the first one to say I like nice cars, but I still could say if I didn't have a nice car, I'd be a happy person. And that's what I think people have to shift their mindset about. Success is not tied to how much money you make. It's not tied to how many accolades you get from your employer. It's tied to what you are in your life and what you're able to accomplish as you. And is that fulfilling or not? Well, and, and, and keyword here, money is not going to get you happiness, right? Uh, and and frankly, money can buy a, a good watch, but not time. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> you can get a, a hundred thousand dollar watch and still not going to have any time. If you're sick, that's that's not good for you, right? Time is ticking, right? Yeah, same thing. It cannot buy you, uh, you know, family. I mean, you can buy a house, but not a home. <laughs> so right. so we can, I mean, break it down to a lot of things. But yet, people still feel. Now, people may say, "Well, you guys." what cloud do you live in? Because you might be, you know, set, you know, that um, some people may like, oh, you're not talking about our, you know, my, 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 my level. Everybody's level is the same. You know, you can live with little money and be happy and have a lot of money and be sad. And, and, and we've noticed that. I mean, we see it all the time. You can have all the money, but everybody hates you. Yeah. <laughs> you can have, you, you, you don't even have a good life with your family. Yes. You can buy things to compensate, you know, 
that the lack of things that, that the love whatever that you're seeking but you're not going to do that people actually even friends you know sometimes you can have money in their fake friends they can just be there for whatever you know entourage business but <laughs> once that's gone you know they, they're not real friends or when you don't have when you need somebody they're not even there for you so there's so many things but sometimes people would put that as an excuse like we always say i don't have time i don't have the money oh well i can't move for my job because i need the job well get another job Right. I'm not saying quit your job that you have. Exactly. <laughs> I'm saying find another one and then transition. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So make make a balance. Second, start a business on the side, build that, you know, you know, moonlight somewhere, whatever. There's ways you can do this to do the transition. Sometimes start again, you know, save some money to get started. Right now with online business, you can do a lot of things, small things. I mean, and, and you can start. That's the other thing. People sometimes get standardized to one level and they don't want to drop back. It's okay to restart, you know, like to reset, you know, you reset, you go. And that's okay. It, but again, that's my opinion. I, I've done that before. Something like I, I had a show, I think two weeks ago, the, and we had a role play and the doctor asked me the question and said, well, how do you do? It's like, listen, I work with my brain. I can work with my hands. If I, you know, this stuck, I mean, I'll, I'll go Uber. I don't care. I mean, I'll deliver pizza if I have to. I have to survive. I'll make money somehow. I live in a nice house. I may have to reduce the house. I right. I, own, I own a home. I have to rent. I rent. I've done that actually. Yeah. <laughs> so so been there, done that. So so when someone tells me, "Oh, that's you're talking too much," now I'm not talking. I can tell you stories. I mean, I went from a lot of money to no money and back to a lot of money. It doesn't matter. Life yeah. goes up. It's up and down. Once you establish that there's nothing that can stop you, I think that's the key. There's nothing that can hurt you you can actually face this, this dilemma and therefore the status quo is no more for you because now you can it, it literally maneuver. <laughs> absolutely. You know, uh, it's a mind shift. It, it absolutely is a mind shift in accepting that the worst thing that can possibly happen. What is it? You lose your job. Yes, that's horrible, especially if you're the only one providing for yourself, but you can go get another job. You know, are you having to work a number of jobs? Maybe, but there are solutions out there. Again, I understand that it's not as easy as I may be making it sound like to some people, but I genuinely believe a shift in your mindset can go a long way in helping you overcome these challenges that you may encounter. Or if you, like you said, it's unplanned, you lose your job, you lose, you know, your big house. Okay. So pivot, let's find a solution. Because sitting there and worrying about what you can't change is not going to change it. And if you can change what's ahead of you, then you need to be doing it. Um, but it is, it's, it's a lot, I think for, you know, most people to sit there and especially if it's, like we said, if it's comfortable and then to change that actively into an unknown territory. But again, I just can't imagine living a life of being unhappy. Um, and to me, that's just the worst thing that can possibly happen at the end of the day. Happiness is key and, and you have to find it somehow. <laughs> Cause again, living sad, I don't think you can live long. That's, no. that's the bottom line. No, and if it's just, you, well, you know, what's the purpose? I, I don't know. What's the purpose at that point? I remember reading a book. I think it's um, Solving for Happiness. And mm. uh, it's a, a guy, I can't remember what he did, worked in big oil or something out in uh, Abu Dhabi and had, you know, expensive cars, yachts, tons of things, right? Um, didn't get to spend a lot of time with his family. Turns out he was working a lot, but his son ended up going for, you know, routine, unplanned, but fairly routine surgery. He died on the operating table. And he would have given everything, 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 everything he had to have spent more time with his son. And that just really stood out to me. So it really doesn't matter in the sense of where you are financially. I think just realigning with what matters to you is the most important thing you can do. And from there, everything else is just 
gravy, you know, it's just I, yeah, icing on the cake type thing. Um, because you may lose those things by, you know, either through intention, like we're talking about pivoting or unplanned situations like the pandemic. And at the end of the day, you're going to have yourself to, to live with. So how do you want to live? Well, again, you, you, the pandemic is a good, a great example. I mean, people had everything and some people lost their lives. Some people lost their, their health overnight. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, businesses shut down. I mean, there were a lot of businesses that actually got affected big time, you know, and, and they were not able to survive. And so either you go, oops, you know, that's it. I'm, I'm just going to, I don't, I can't do this anymore. Or you can just say, you know what? Okay. Maybe this is a good reason for me to restart. That was not the right path for me. Yeah. And so, so there's two, two commodities that, that we have to be very, very well aware of time limited and Earlier said there's no guarantees. There's one thing guarantee at the end of time is death. Right, right, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And and really, so we have to be mindful of that exact statement. Like, you know, we will end yeah, somehow. I mean, in the medical term, we'll expire. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and we have to make the best of the time we have, you know, by doing the right thing, enjoying, spending it with the loved ones or creating loved ones if we don't have one, you know, or whatever the case may be. What, do whatever is good for us that makes us happy. And then define what happiness for us. That's the first thing, right? Yeah. Then you have also health. If you don't take care of your health, I mean, we're talking about this to, to provide some advice to folks uh, to guide them a little bit to be healthier. I mean, if you're happier, there's a good chance you're healthier mentally and physically. Yes. Right. Yes. And then the ultimate, the money can be an issue in a lot of realm because it's part of society. It's just the way it's designed. Right. It's, uh, 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 you know, is it a means to the end or the answer? Yeah, it's a means to the right. end. Right. So you can use it, but use it wisely. But you're right. No one in this world can buy you happiness or family or or like, you know, health or you or bring someone, you know, from uh, that bad and whatever. You can't. Money is not going to do that. You can put them in the best hospitals. You can give them the best treatment. You can spend as much money as you can. And sometimes it still doesn't work. So and, and you can one minute that you want to spend with these people can be something. I mean, there were so many stories about that. People sometimes they have these digestive and they can even eat. I mean, all the, the food in front of them and they can even have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it's it's as crazy as that. Right. You know, you can have a car, but you can't drive anymore. Right. You know, you can have a pool, but you can't swim anymore. I mean, this I mean, I'm just, you know, giving but we can think about all these things. You can have many things. But if your body fails you, <laughs> your mental state fails you. And oh, you're running out of time. You're done. There's nothing else. And you don't want also to live your life. Go, go, go crazy. Status quo all the way to the end, to your point, dead bad. Okay. Oops. What happened? Or even if not, you can, you get to that age where you're not really able to do things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great point that you bring up because I think we, because we are addicted to the status quo, we put our health, uh, both mental and physical second and on the back burner so often. Um, and as a result, people are just very much unaware of what stress does to your body and mentally and physically, it absolutely takes away, you know, your life and your time. I mean, there have been studies that have shown the impact it has on people and long-term effects. So to deny that stress, uh, and overwork, you know, that don't have an impact on you is, is foolish. So recognizing that, and again, being proactive, yes, we have to work. But we can work in a way that, um, again, has a balance. You know, we take care of ourselves physically by working out and we, you know, take time to be with the people we care about mentally taking care of ourselves. Um, you just can't go all in on one thing and expect it to turn out well. That's literally everything. Is there anything in this world? I challenge somebody and probably somebody's going to come up with some smart Alec response, right? Challenge anything in this world you can do all of all the time and have it turn out well. You can't. 
So like most things in life, you got to find a balance. And that's to our point about all of this, finding that balance, but the balance that's right for you and what it may be on one day, you know, is different from another day. And that's completely fine. And, and just to add to that, I mean, first of all, we're not the energizer buddy, so we can't get, no. <laughs> <laughs> we need to sleep. We need to do all the, all the above it, right. You know, uh, uh, diversify our life, but also at the same time, we have to also manage our expectations. You know, yes. some people are ambitious. Ambition doesn't mean go crazy, right? <laughs> you know, you can have goals. You know, I always say this, you know, uh, dream so big, they can scare yourself. That's okay. Be as ambitious as you want. Go after your goals. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually, I, I push that every day, but know how to get there without having to burn yourself. Yeah. Burnout. I mean, you know, I had a whole show about burnout and, and, and really that's big and burnout leads to again, mental, you know, depression, anxiety, and all the other, all the above. And it's, it's not something that you can do anything about because that's just how the, the, the body functions. You get yeah. too much on, of whatever chemical in there and it's going to hurt you. And so doing all the good stuff, taking the right stuff, breathing, meditating, taking a, a minute for yourself, enjoy others, you know, spend time. Like some people, they do this. They don't even have time for anyone. Yeah. They, they don't have a life. Get a life. <laughs> yeah. Know? And, and really, one day you're going to be like, where was my life? What did I do with my life? Well, guess what? You kind of gave it. And that's the other thing. We sometimes, and I don't want anyone to take this wrong way, but we invest our value, our time in 99%, 90% of the, of the population works for other people. <laughs> and yeah. yes, and, and that's okay. We all have to work with each other and for each other, you know, to help each other <laughs> in society. However, you know, understand that you're investing everything in somebody else's, you know, uh, portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. However, but don't, don't, don't leave yourself without anything. Absolutely. You know, don't give it all, you know, give enough, you know, you have to be honorable, loyal, you know, ethical, all this stuff while you're getting compensated for the work, do exactly what you're expect, you expected to, but don't think, don't, don't take that to the next level where you think that the world is going to be in your favor. It doesn't matter how far, how go, I mean, how high you go into the levels, you know, I, I, good example. I, I made the highest level I can have, you know, my own career path and I did it. And then uh, a company was owned by, uh, by a person who actually shut down the company overnight. Yeah. I, I, I literally flew in, you know, from vacation and I was called in. It's like, we're shutting down. Cool. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, you don't have a choice. <laughs> okay. So what am I like? So I could have literally said, oh my God, this is it. I can't do this anymore. Or like, no problem. <laughs> Tomorrow's a new day. I'll start again. I, I start a company. You know, you, you can't, your opportunity ends, find your opportunity, create an opportunity. Don't stop. And, and that, this is the message that I wanted actually, you know, through your help here and, and through your message as well, to add those two to the folks listening and watching. You can do it. Everybody can do it. Do it at your own pace. You don't have to, to, to really go crazy or you have to literally mimic somebody else's way of doing it. Do it your way, but just do it. Don't burn Absolutely. out. Don't go crazy. Don't, don't, don't end your life. Don't do something where it's like, there is a way out. End of story. <laughs> there is. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, that really touches on the mental health part of it for some people who are not maybe as familiar or as comfortable with it. First of all, recognizing it's a chemical imbalance to varying degrees. It's a spectrum. It's not, you know, you have to have a formal diagnosis to have anxiety or depression or stress. Uh, stress, everybody has it. If you're human, you have stress. It used to be back, you know, obviously in prehistoric times, it was animals chasing us. Now it's the perception of standing in front of people and being laughed at, right? Um, it just manifests in different ways. It doesn't mean it's any less real to our bodies. 
Um, but recognizing that for what it is and learning how to cope with it or prevent it is the biggest thing you can do for yourself. Ignoring stress and ignoring anxiety or depression just because you can't see it physically like a broken bone or putting on weight, you know, is um, I think one of the worst things you can do because uh, your mind is, is, I would say, one of the last things to go, you know, at the end of your life. And you want to keep that in the best place possible. And I think that can even get you past so many more things you know, because you like, like we said the entire time, because you have a good mindset and a good perspective on things that can get you through a lot more than you might otherwise thought you ever could get through. And mindset is a shift. You can, anybody can, can, can change it to whatever they wanted to make it work towards to, to their benefit. Yeah. It, it, there's, it's not like everyone is equal in this world in terms of, of these capabilities, yeah. uh, you know, so we can do it. Everybody listening, watching, if you think you can, you're wrong. You can and that's the other thing. Say, I can <laughs> believe yeah. that you can and you will. Uh, it, it's, it's how you think, you know, there is there's nothing different between us here talking than anyone out there. It doesn't matter. Rich, poor, middle class. It's we're all the same. We have the same capability. The human body is the same. They function the same way. Right. The hormones are the same. The society is almost the same these days. It's not even like you're you're sheltered from one culture to the other because we're open now. <laughs> you know, right. Facebook and, and social media is all over the world and you, you share everything in, in a split second. So. So we're, we're, we're there, but don't also set yourselves to the point where you have to always judge yourself how you're being seen by others. Yeah. That's the other, I think that's the other problem. We're all waiting like, you know, oh my God, I'm going to start, I'm going to lose my job. I'm gonna change. What people going to think about me? I don't care what people think about me. <laughs> well, that's the <laughs> thing about that threat. Like, you know, what we perceive as being real or a threat to us is not, it's real in the sense that we have a feeling about it and a response, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But it's not real in the sense that it's going to kill us. If we don't have likes on Facebook, you are not going to die, right? You know, if people think you did a crappy presentation at work, you're not going to die. It's just shifting what reality is. And you've cre you know, created this reality around what society has told you you have to because everybody's doing it. And now you are the one recognizing that I have the power to control what my reality is. And that's such a just empowering position to be in. And you don't have to be old to realize that. You don't have to be young to realize that. Literally where you are is where you can recognize that point. And it will change your entire outlook on life from here on out. That's I think I think I'm going to stop with that one. I do have one question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting to the end of the, the, the time here, but but so before we close a couple of things one are there any other elements of the book you want to highlight um and then also how do we reach how do we get people the book and access to you <laughs> yeah um just the, the backdrop is what happened to me and my experience with my partner but don't let that dissuade you from reading because it's it can be so relatable in the sense of a tragic event bringing you to um a, a bottom point and overcoming adversity. We can all understand overcoming adversity, right? And I do have more tools in the back of it to um, really help you start that path towards, you know, shifting your perspective on life. And you can find it on uh, Amazon, Overcoming Addiction to the Status Quo. And if you want to connect with me, I love hearing from people. KF Burmeister. So Linktree KF Burmeister is the best way to get access to my website, social media, Amazon. You find me all on there. All right. Well, actually, the, the, your site and the connection to you will be on the description show so people can actually reach out and definitely check out the book uh i mean it is it is a topic that we we do need to to read about and and learn about and uh no one is sheltered from this one i think everybody can can benefit somehow even one element two elements from there will be Absolutely. enough enough to make a difference in our lives so uh 
Catherine, it's a, it's been a real, it's a pleasure. It was fun. Uh, we had a nice dialogue here, and uh, I hope that the message is delivered and people will get you know uh, enough from this to 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 turn their life around and and maybe even save a life, hopefully. Um, and and that's really the bottom line. Everybody can do this and will do this and, and have the ability to do it and be better and live better, happy. Um, so that being said, thank you for being with us, Kathy, uh, Catherine, and. Um, that's about it for for me, Hurricane H here. Thank you for watching the iHealth channel and uh, listening on iHealth Radio. We'll talk soon. Different show, different topic, different guest. Bye now.